If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. So being a young scientist in like a really exciting new field, exciting to you anyway, um, you kind of feel like, all right, this deserves to be taken seriously and deserves respect and uh, people should be funding my experiments. But the reality of it is, a lot of these, you know, top hat wearing millionaires and whatnot are like, look, if you want to sell this scientific exploration you're proposing, you need a little razzle dazzle. You know, you need something to make people excited for it. So we're going to hire this like really famous sort of like circus character. Um, and she's going to spice up your thing so we could sell tickets. And you're, oh God, you don't, you're not into that at all. But the day of your big balloon launch approaches, or it's there, and you're in the balloon, and it's time to go, and it's like, this is time sensitive, we are like got to go measure clouds and stuff. And she's late, your new partner. All of a sudden, she comes up, and there's like a band playing, and she's riding on the back of a carriage, and she's got a tiny dog, and people are cheering, and you're just like, motherfucker, this is so annoying. I thought this was for science. But at the same time, she looks pretty good doing it. What do you do? This is Same Day Shipping, the show where we geek out about real love and fake relationships. I'm Colin. I'm Kelly. I'm Ryan. I'm Patrick. I would love if for the rest of time, 
all of Colin's hot takes were from that fucking balloon movie. <laughs> yeah, if we never stop talking about aeronauts and Colin is still the only one who's seen it. Yeah, fantastic. Love I it. love that. I, love I think that. that is the best balance of things on the show when one person has either seen or not seen and the other three can comment in or comment out. Yes. It has to be three in, one out. Yes. Or... Two and two is not. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It has to be three in, one out or one in, three out. Yeah. I don't well, know. I, I, I kinda... like this. That Colin has found his Final Fantasy or Mass Effect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or Roswell. And it, or and Roswell. It's the movie Aeronauts. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't know about this little dog. I had no idea. Is the dog coming on the tri- on the trip? Well, so I liked it. I but you know I'm a showman. But I don't think you guys will appreciate. Mm-hmm. It. So the dog comes on the balloon for like 50 feet and then is released no. via parachute back down to the ground. Wait, hold on. Oh parachute? my god. I'm yes. sorry. Hello. <gasps> yes, it's great. But I this is a circus. It. This is a circus dog. It's a performer as well. I really like that. And honestly, I might be team her because you do have to razzle-dazzle people to get money. Yeah. I mean, he's not self-funding his experiment. He needs her. Uh Yeah. He needs balloons. And if she had warned him, would he have said yes? Well. No. Better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Mm Mm-hmm. And she is, the important thing to remember is she is the actual aeronaut. She's the one who is like, she's like a badass ballooner. Yeah. Um... So he like needs a pilot, but she's like, okay, I I need people to pay for the balloon that I'm gonna fly. So that's so that's why she does like the circusy stuff. I think okay. Now, if we're talking about this in a romantic way, I don't think it's a great move for your romantic partner to trick you. Mm-hmm. But what do you I mean? think <laughs> I'm something to say, and I'm anti tricks and lies. But mm. for business, I think it's okay for people to have their own areas. So mm-hmm. his area is science. Mm-hmm. She's not going to question his scientific method or tell him how to do science. And he doesn't have to front load tell her all this stuff, even if it's stuff she won't like. He does promotion and money and stardom. That's her business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't negatively in- affect the science part, right? He was annoyed she was late. I think that's so really what? Being late isn't a great thing. But I think you, I think you take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Maybe you drink some of the champagne, because there's probably champagne around, right? Oh, swimming in it. Yeah, so drink some champagne, and then go on with your day. There's no reason to make a stink. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing. She might be late, which is annoying, but also, like, clouds are going to be clouds. They're still there. (laughs) Well, I don't know. We haven't done enough of these hot takes with Colin, but I have seen the trailer, and it does seem like weather getting worse is a is a thing that happens well i mean i don't think they really realize they have a general idea that weather does change but i think the whole point is to find <laughs> out will clouds be clouds kelly that's why he's yeah. going up there to begin because no one's ever been up there no here's what ever. i'm gonna ask you uh-huh. colin this is your favorite movie of all time yes <laughs> what is the what is the science that he's doing what is what is the project like you he's, know he's like measuring um what uh like uh barometers and mm. um <laughs> so wind, like what's, do you know the goal socks. his what's his goal uh to find out like how weather is oh <laughs> wow <laughs> listen i i much more relate to the character of the circus clown who flies a balloon 
Right, right. right. I'm like, I don't need uh, to know all that stuff, nerd. Can you spoil it for us? How is weather? Uh, Oh, man, it's up there. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I guess it's hard. It's like, I want to know what happened before this part. So, like, Mm. what got him into weather? Did he, like, build a balloon that later shows up in the... The future of his lo- of his, his life. Father his was killed by a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So you want to see the episode one of Aeronauts? I think that's all. Like I want. I don't know. Guys, we're doing episode one ships today because, uh. of course, last week Star Wars Episode One Racer was re-released on the Nintendo Switch uh, after originally coming out in 1999. Yeah, why why it's occurring? Unknown. A, a that lot is of the Pod Racer video game was that originally N sixty four? Yeah, you bet. Oh, I love that game. No, actually, it's coming out on PS four and Switch. May twelfth. Wow. Yeah, <sighs> I remember playing that game. I was very into that game on N sixty four Pod Racers. Yeah, it's a it's a cool game. And then there's there was like a a sequel to it too that like blows out the sort of uh like pod racing it's called episode one racer revenge Ooh, Mm. like nwo uh wcw revenge just like this is where i'm going to say less is more though i don't really need Mm -hmm. to live in the world of pod racing like that Mm. no you don't need you don't need to put in hundreds of hours to unlock episode one sabalba (laughs) no so wait, is the revenge game that is that like an RPG where you're in Tatooine and you live the life of a pod racer instead of just doing the racing part? No, but that would be rad. That would be rad. <laughs> there are so many nooks and crannies of that universe that are more interesting than following the same family around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, I guess we'll never know. But I mean, I imagine they're more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're doing episode one ships kind of open to however people want to interp. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's got a Who's got a hot one? Okay, so I I have one that I I am picking specifically because it is hot. Ooh. Hot outside um, right now. What's that? No, no. Sexy. That, it, that it's sexy. That oh, I. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> it's all right, okay. Kelly. Because <laughs> it is hot out right now. <laughs> it is, and that's all I'm thinking about. I'm sorry. It's very warm out. Um. So I am reading uh, Queen's Shadow by E.K. Johnston which is one of the um, Queen Amidala books that takes place like right after um, Star Wars Episode One. Heard that one's good. It's very good. Um, it's about uh, like uh, Amidala's handmaidens and how they all work together to create the illusion of like this one queen. And then when she becomes senator, like this one senator. So like they all take turns in the costume and, you know, they all know, including um, Padme, they all know how to do uh, you know, all these like different accents and voices and, um, you know, different like spy techniques. And it's rad. It's a cool book. Um, but the like chief handmaiden, the one who like takes the part of um, Amidala in uh, throughout like most of um, Star Wars Episode One is named Sabe. Um, and she is like the most battle hardened of them. She stayed behind um, on Naboo for like the the longest time so that like and was like tortured and shit by uh, the the um, Trade Federation Army, mm-hmm. um, but of course never gave anything up because she's like the 
baddest motherfucker in the world. Um, oh yeah. And so through through the course of this book, she uh, is like semi-retired, um, but still like the best at it. Right? She's the best at, at being Queen Amidala. Um, right after Padme, the like actual queen. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is Kira um, Knightley, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. So, uh, when they're they're hanging out on Coruscant, um, the you know full city planet, uh, when Amidala is is a senator and. Um, Sabe has has an apartment in the city um, where she is living with uh, Torna, who or no, Tonra, my bad, um, who uh, is like another Nabu soldier and like bodyguard of of the queen. But they're both, like I say, kind of like semi retired. Um, and but like Sabe still wants to stay close just in case there's anything she ever needs to do for Queen Amidala. And like that's uh, Tonra has this like irrepressible crush on Sabe, like cannot. Aww. Like doesn't Aww. express it a lot, but you know he's like this big hulking like warrior dude. Um, and sh- but you know Sabe's got like her life's work is helping Queen Amidala. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so uh, she gets she gets pulled in for like one last time to like be Amidala, so Padme can have a secret conversation with Jimmy Smiths. Um, as they're like uh, getting their alliances together. Um, and she's so Sabe is so pumped up from this night because it goes like perfectly, right? Like they get everything they want, and like she's awesome at it, and she's she's fooling these people who have met Amidala like hundreds of times, and like she's just kicking ass. Um, so she comes home all pumped up from this, uh, and uh, Tonra is like waiting in their apartment, and he's like, "Hey, you know, it's it's been a couple days because you've been embedded with them, and like uh, I I miss you, and uh, you know I." I want you to I I want I want us to be together. And she's like, uh well just so you know, uh my love for the queen comes first. Uh and he's like, okay. And then they just start fucking making out in oh, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's like he's still like huge and like strong and imposing, but she just has this like confidence where she's like all right, uh, like come over here and like throw me up on the counter and let's start fucking. And it Whoa. rules. Hell to the Ooh. yeah. Wow. Is this an adult novel or is this you telling a story <laughs> that you like for your, like, are you, is this canon? I guess is what I'm asking. Do I- Oh, it's, it, it's canon. Uh, can I read a little bit? Sure. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> then she closed her hands on the collar of his tunic, pulled his face down close to hers and kissed him. She meant it to be sort of a test, to see if it was really going to work, but it bloomed into something deeper almost immediately. His hands found her waist, then her back, and he pressed her, uh, he pressed her against his chest and tried to pull him up closer than he already was. His mouth, his mouth softened, and he pulled away for a moment to breathe and pressed gentler kisses against her neck. She couldn't help the noise she made when he kissed her, kissed, kissed Ooh, the hollow of her throat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, be- <laughs> right between the two sides for uniform collar, and she felt as much, and she felt as much as she heard it when he laughed. Wow, it's hot shit, yeah, man. That's hot shit. <laughs> like that, like that, like that. That is hot. Yeah, good, nice. good shit. Good shit, Patrick. Um, um, do you guys? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, th- thoroughly recommend uh, Queen Shadow. It rules. Okay. Um, do you guys want to hear an equally uh, sexy and in no way <laughs> um, like offensively uh, disgusting ship? Oh God! I mean, I yes. do, but I guess I'll listen to your ship. 
Ayo. <laughs> I'm talking nice. about Jar Jar Binks and Watto. Why? What? Uh, <laughs> we, we presented both of those as unshippable in our Star Wars unshippables. Correct. And, and here come, they return. And in the time past, <laughs> I've had time to think about it and consider it. And you know what? It's got, it serves a purpose. It's Qui-Gon can get this whole getting, uh, uh, Anakin off a of Tatooine ball rolling a lot faster and a lot simpler. Just offer him a one for one trade. Sell Jar Jar, sell his ass into <laughs> slavery in exchange for Anakin. Wow! But holy shit! Like what? What? more specifically, like, like a fucking <laughs> like a dirty slave. So Jar Jar takes his big big long Jar Jar tongue. And sticks it into the pod racer uh, engine laser, so it gets all numb and floppy and stuff like that. What the and fuck is this? Aguado <laughs> just like flaps his little bat wings, so he's eye level, and just sticks his nasty little desert butt. Okay, hold right. on. What, Colin? Wait. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> First of all, when did you become me? <laughs> bring in the nasty shit this is like gross for me well and we you took the part of episode one of the prequels that is the most like well potentially the worst part which is that slavery exists and then no one tries to stop it and you just sold a character into slavery to be a sex slave mm-hmm. 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 wait as so, a shippable thing mm-hmm. i have a question yeah. I, what is the like, why is his tongue needing to be numb? Oh, because oh, see, just... the numb tongue does it for me. Yeah, exactly. What, it's what, what, what's happening with it? It's floppier. Um, but what's he gonna do with wait, it? It's floppier. Yeah, just fine. Why is floppier better? <laughs> Where's it going? Just everywhere. What? Uncontrollably. I it, you just... told us it was inserted. No, 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 no. It's just slarping. It's just. Flopping and slurping <laughs> so around all over him. And then what's Watto doing with his ass? Uh, sticking it on uh, Jar Jar's uh, floppy tongue. This just seems like, okay, it seems like, what it seems like to me mm-hmm. is trying to kill a fly with a shoelace. And Guado's like, I want you to try to kill the fly with a shoelace tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's like the code for it. Yeah. This is really disgusting, dude. I really hate this so much. <laughs> I really love hearing Ryan's like <laughs> tortured. It's <laughs> 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 because I love ships. Yeah. I yeah. really do. This it's is worse a... when he takes something you love and turns like it Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. <laughs> it's i mean the the part that uh sticks the most for me is that jar jar as a character is uh like you know regularly criticized for being like a uh minstrel yeah exactly yeah like a black stereotype and you just sold him into slavery oh come on you guys know i didn't put that much thought into it i know you did it but everyone in my house who heard it that's all they can think of. Okay, oh what if it's just okay? What if I'm so what? No, no. Okay, let's change it to. Can I tweak it? I can't please. believe I'm trying to help you with this, Colin. No, please you can do Kelly. it. Kelly. Why would I try and help you with this? But <laughs> fine. I mean, I should just let this thing fucking die. But 
Okay, what if it's they need him to go undercover? Mm. So he's agreeing to do this as like he he's like I'm I'm I need to get whatever information or whatever. I need to keep track of Watto. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to agree to this, but really like I'm I am consenting to this. You're making Jar Jar Binks into a uh, a honeypot of sorts. Yeah, he's a honeypot. Okay. And like, okay. let's just like give him a blaster or something, so he could he could protect himself if he needs to. So we're not worried about the safety of Jar Jar. And then you know what he could do? He could he could then be like, what parts the play acting and what parts the real like you know? Because mm-hmm. he does really like the shoelace game. He can't deny yeah. that. Yeah, that's the problem. He's like, so after they do the shoelace game, how about this? Oh my god. <laughs> After they do the shoelace game, Jar Jar's like, I need to go be alone and like think about this. And Watto thinks it's because he pushed too hard. And he's like, what am, what's happening? Like, why do I care about what Jar Jar thinks? And then Jar Jar, the reason he needs to be alone isn't because Watto pushed too hard, but because he's like, I enjoyed that. What do I do? Oh, wow. And then Watto like softens his position on um, owning sex slaves. <laughs> yeah well i think yeah and then it's like hey tell you what what if we just make this like uh like a, a sex slave like play thing yeah and then he says i may own your body but you own my heart oh still gross <laughs> no <laughs> what still super gross but kelly i love it thank you i set him up and you knock him down listen we're <laughs> We're a team when it comes to just really disgusting, (laughs) vile. Well, you know what? I appreciate that you saw I was uh, I was swimming in some pretty deep waters on that uh, on that one. And you were like, you know what? I know how to navigate those turbulent seas of disgusting Mm -hmm. ships. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I know it. I can be your compass. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Okay. does anyone else have something like maybe not that? Ooh, I'd love to talk about something not that. Okay, great. Well, okay, so I'll be honest. My original episode one ship was going to be Amidala and Sabe, but we have to move on because I have a new OTP. Okay. Um, So I decided to interpret episode one a little differently. I am going with episode one of a show. Mm. (laughs) And it's the show, uh, Murder, She Wrote, The Death of Sherlock Holmes. It is the most... It's a crazy premise pilot because it has to establish Jessica Fletcher's good at solving crimes. Okay. That's to show that she's good at solving crimes. She's mourning her husband. She writes a book. The book gets sold without her knowledge. It becomes a bestseller. She then is at a place where a real murder happens. She solves the murder, but also realizes that New York City is scary. All of that has to happen in like 90 minutes. It's pretty wild like they, we don't start with her as a best-selling author mm-hmm. right we start for her with her as like a woman who works for the junior league and then her cut her nephew fucking grady he sells her book without telling her to a publisher and I then mean, it goes you know becomes very popular it's a whole thing so but she meets the head of the publishing company preston giles and he is handsome 
and very like suave and has a big <laughs> house out in the country that he invites Ooh. her to. And then oh. this part is a little weird. So he invites her to this party at his big mansion in the ma- in the like it's like Hamptons but more woodish. So I don't know what that is outside New York. I don't know. <laughs> Woodlands. And everybody's there and a ton of guests are there because you know someone has to get murdered, so you need lots of suspects. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't tell her that he's hosting a costume ball that night. <laughs> Which is a little weird. I get, like, don't you think if you were inviting someone to the weekend at your house and one of the events, the first event yeah, is a costume party, you got to tell them it's a costume party. Yeah, and then, the and then you, you have to them. give them the option to opt out of the whole weekend after that. Yes, that's, but that should be part of your invitation. Be like, there's a costume party, you know, if that's not really, your, I totally understand. But no, he waits till she's on the grounds at the tennis court and then tells her there's a costume party. And she's like, and he says, oh, so I should have told you. And, you know, oh, it's not even a co- just a costume party. Everyone has to dress up like their favorite fictional character. I'm sorry. Ooh, so so it's not just a costume. You have to- costume party. Yes. But hey, guess what? Jessica's kind of feeling him and feeling flirty. And she says to him, well, I could always come as Lady Godiva. Wink. Uh, love it. Yeah, it's pretty bold. She's pretty great. Uh, Wait, but then so he, some- she. Wait, I'm really hung up on this. I'm sorry. sorry. When. When does she find out it's a costume party? She's at the house. It's so she like can't the come afternoon. as Lady Godiva. She cannot oh, come as Lady Godiva okay, because she you, didn't bring her Lady Godiva costume. She, no, Lady Godiva's naked. So she did. She's bring wearing it under. You're telling me she's wearing it underneath no. her clothes. She would just take Colin, off her clothes. I can't tell where the bit ends and where the bit. Yeah, begins. I truly don't. I don't know who Lady Godiva is. Okay, but okay. she rode a horse nude, completely nude. That's her thing. So if you wanted to dress like Lady Godiva, you would wear no clothes. So that is her flirting, also making a joke of like, I could be Lady Godiva. I could come I could come in the buff. Mm. Like if she said birthday suit. Okay, yeah, like so that literary. is Gotcha. That is a good. So uh, she could do that. Yeah. A yes. good little snap. Okay. Um, so no, she's she's not being strange <laughs> she's being like fairly normal um so then she goes to the party but somehow somebody has like a gilda the good witch costume that she oh wears <laughs> which i don't think is i don't think that that is jessica fletcher's favorite fictional character that's silly um but he dresses like edmund dante he dresses like the lead in the count of monte cristo oh my yes which is interesting because then later we find out he's the murderer. <gasps> but up until the moment that Jessica, of course, catches him as the murderer and he's like, I'm sorry, I have to kill you. There's some real like romantic tension. And I kind of like her with this publishing magnate. But it doesn't work out because he's a murderer. And then when he gets caught, he's like, I got to kill you, which is never. That's kind of the end of a relationship for me. Yeah. I mean, for yeah. me, it was when he pulled this costume bullshit. But yeah. <laughs> You're right. The costume thing was, his, but she liked it. She was like rolling with it. I guess she played it. She played it right because it is a power move. It's like, hey, let me see if I can get this woman like off balance. Yes. yes. So she didn't let herself my... get off balance for a second. Because she mm-hmm. right back, right back. Yep. Boom. Love that. Um. Yeah. So I guess if I have an episode one ship that I have to come up with during an episode because my actual ship gets supplanted by a much better ship. I'm going with Jessica and Preston Giles. Oh yeah. Here's the thing. Like, well, well, my uh the well, my Sabe ship is hot. I think that like her love for Padme is deeper. 
I think it's more OTP for sure. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I was going to go with, and I haven't watched all of Clone War. I haven't watched all the cartoon Star Wars universe stuff, yeah. even though I know I have time, but I should, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was reading about Sabe and like thinking about it. And I love the idea because no one knows why and how Amidala dies. Yes. Because it's part of the secret of the twins and, uh, you know, Anakin becoming Vader and all of that stuff. It's like very under wraps. So to me, the ship almost like what I really am into or is the angst of when Amidala is dead and Sabe doesn't know why and is trying to figure it out. And she's like, did Vader kill her? And he, she even confronts Vader, not realizing that like that's the man that she was at the wedding for him and Amidala. Like she doesn't know. Um, so that to me is like really angsty and good. Yeah. Yeah. So really cool um so i interpreted it very similarly to how you did ryan Yay. episode one so i'm ship i'm doing people that i shipped from episode one like in, as soon as i saw it i was like Love okay it. we're gonna we're gonna ship this hard and this is a show that's pretty i believe hard to get a hold of right now hmm. so it's kind of a bummer that we can't watch it right now hmm. but it is fran and mr sheffield from the nanny <laughs> yes yeah. So, like, the second that you see those two people together, I think it's partially that they have chemistry. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I also really love the trope of one person's very buttoned up. Yep. And one person is like, I am going to take everything that you are comfortable with and I'm going to throw it upside down and you're going to hate me for it. But at the same time, like. Oh, he's so charmed by it. Yes. You are going to be like, how could this person be so charming? Um. I mean, Fran Fine, I mean, already fantastic character. We all love her. Cannot help but to Stan. Um, I love also that Mr. Sheffield is like, I am unavailable. I like that. I like that he's very unavailable. (laughs) Um, And I also like that he, both of them are kind of like the way that we see them both dealing with their burgeoning feelings for each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, her being, you know, messier and messier, and then yeah. him kind of, like, dealing with... Is he still engaged in the pilot to that blonde lady? I think he is. Unfortunately, I've not been able to find the pilot, so I, this is all from memory. Okay. I'm going to try and see pilot of the nanny, because... that Because blo- she is a former fiancé, right? The blonde woman who's, like, around to be mean. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm going to look at the nanny episode. Self-titled pilot. Okay. Um, right. Fran is jilted by Danny, her husband-to-be, and boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, she comes across Mr. Sheffield. He needs a nanny. She goes in. Uh, Does that theme song have music? Because I'm picturing now because it's the cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Does it have words? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, eventually she became the nanny. Like, yes, that kind of singing. You. Yeah. It's like all the expository material is in the, in the yeah. theme song. Um, let me see here. I'm not sure if he, if he has, if he still has that, if well, he so still has that fiance. He's a widower, right? Yes. Yes. This is another reason why he's very unavailable. I think this is exactly the same plot sub, you know, uh, like Bensonhurst for, uh, for a convent, but I think it's the plot of Sound of Music. 
it is very similar to Sound. It is the exact same plot where she's like <laughs> connecting with the kids and he's like, my God. <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean no nazis so they're yeah, no they nazis that close to them. it's also it's funny because i feel like the beautician and the beast is also the same plot yes but i like it i like it i mean here's the thing we love we love that type of plot and we can't get enough of it mm-hmm. so i just like i really really like that ship i want if someone knows of a place that you can watch it tell me because like i've been missing that show and i don't um, think it's streaming anywhere it looks like at least the pilot is on YouTube right now for free. Okay. I think you can rent it on Amazon for sure. I mean, you can rent everything on Amazon. Mm-hmm. But. Okay. According to the internet, the Roku channel has it. Oh, okay. But I don't know if you have access to the Roku channel. Yeah. What's the Roku channel? Is that like, is that, I thought <laughs> I Roku was like a device. It is a device, but I believe they also have a channel. Mm. And I think they spent all their money on the nanny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good move. So I and I have a Roku, so I can watch the nanny pilot and report back to you. Oh, there you Thank go. Thank you. Let me know. It probably I mean, I feel like that show has aged impeccably. I feel like some of the humor is a little borschbelt. Oh my god. Like, what is borschbelt? Uh, I it's think it's like, a cold Russian soup, right? <laughs> yes, but it's well, also <laughs> where, um, like, post vaudeville uh, is like mainly, I think, like Jewish rooms. But it's mm-hmm. like uh, where that humor, like the post vaudeville stand up humor. So it's kind of broad yeah. and it leans on stereotypes, but not like necessarily real, like not biting painful stereotypes, but just like. Moms are in your business. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That and also, like, it's like, like, okay, some moms are in your business. Yeah, and it's also, I think, yeah. like, like stereotypes as performed from those on the inside of it as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, exactly. It's like um, street jokes. Yes. Similar to, yeah. like, that kind of yes. comedy of street jokes. Totally. Where it's Which, like, when you're okay. on the street telling those jokes, good for you. But if, like, I'm trying to tell, if Ryan Elizabeth Mogi tells that joke, it is weird and inappropriate. Yeah. Or just like, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But I I, I think I, I really like Fran Drescher a lot. I feel like it would be very comforting for me to watch The Nanny now. Yes. But if yeah. The Nanny came out now, no, I no, don't no. know if I'd watch all the episodes if, they, if it was a Netflix show. Well, because then it would that be Marvelous said, Miss Maisel. Exactly. Did and I just I, say that? Did I just ah! fucking wreck that show? Because guess what? Everybody fucking loves that show. I, I, I'll just say, reads a little like fanfic. That's all I'm going to say. Or reads a ton like fanfic. And uh, Mary Sue, who we never established why anyone should like her. But things work out for her. They sure do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But the the stand-up that she does, that ain't stand-up. That's just uh, saying things. And also, second up, if we ever met fucking marvelous Miss Maisel at a real party, can you imagine? I would... Micah has said it. I would leave the party. If there was someone like her... Fucking trying to own the room and being like, oh, I'm going to like do this and that, that thing for that person and whatever and be this person. You would be like, this person's too much. I need to remove myself from this party. Yeah. It's like, well, I think we can all agree with- that spending time with a stand up comedian is awful in pretty much any context. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so much specifically, more. It, it feels like spending a time at a party with Pete Holmes 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's so accurate. Boom, you've like- done it. Oh, yep. That's it. Here's the Yeah. I think the other thing and 
but also because I like period pieces. I wish that we would have just like done we by like me and the shirt, the shirt, Amy and Dan's room, Palandino. Uh, <laughs> I wish that we had done just like what if we just did like a series about Joan Rivers coming up? Great. And then we could get very specific and we could get like real instead of like, yeah, but it feels like fanfic the way. And I did, I did bail on the show, so I had I bailed on the show as well. Yeah, I did too. But I do feel like it, uh, it, yeah, it feels like a Mary Sue. Well, because like here's the yeah, here's the difference, right? Like if you do an actual biopic and you're like, damn, this person met all these people because they did, so you're just telling (laughs) the story as opposed to a self insert female OC. That Who, like, like just happens to, f- to like be able to hang with everyone, and like the minute she met Lenny Bruce, I was like, I gotta go. I'm so sorry. Here's my I problem. That's so Lenny early Bruce- in the series. Yeah, that was episode the one. The actor Kelly. who plays Lenny Bruce, guys, I like him. I do like him. He was in um that uh, Melissa uh, Michelle Williams ch- cheats on Seth Rogen movie. Mm. That's so good. Oh, Gatsby. No. What is oh, this movie? Uh, it's really, I, I feel like I might have even talked about it on this show before, but it's Michelle Williams as, like, kind of a sad woman, and then she has a neighbor who is played by that guy, and, uh, she's married to Seth Rogen, and they're, they have, like, a happy marriage, but not necessarily, like, a super- Take this waltz? She's unha- yes. It's a good movie. I've never I mean, seen it. Yeah, I recommend it. It, it doesn't make you feel good about adultery. Great. So if you want like someone to reinforce adulterous feelings, don't watch this movie. <laughs> but it's kind of it's sort of that thing of like if you're unhappy in a relationship, you're go- it's not it's not the other guy that's going to fix it. No dog. Though you may have a lot of fun with him because he's very hot. Um, yeah. He also and I I know I've recommended this show before to you guys, so I'm sorry if I sound annoying about it. But the show Slings and Arrows, um, which is a Canadian dramedy set in the background of a Shakespearean festival. Hmm. He plays like a kind of like a less hunky Keanu Reeves type mm-hmm. um, who is brought in to do Hamlet. Mm-hmm. And so you get to watch him like figure out how to be a real actor instead of a movie actor. Uh, and also uh, he falls in love with Rachel McAdams, which who wouldn't? Who She's wouldn't? great. How could you not? Um, yeah. yeah. I, I'm sorry to, to fans of that show. I, I, I really am. Different okay. strokes. Different strokes. It's fine. I don't hate you if you like it. Yeah, the only people I hate are people who are really into Jar Jar Binks, Binks slave fanfic. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, to find really into it. Colin. I'm like into it, but I don't know. Colin, do we have any I'd questions say... from Twitter? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, Patrick, uh, how can people send us more questions from Twitter? Uh, all they got to do is tweet at us. Uh, we are at Shipple Dips. That's Shipple like nipple and dips like nips. Or you can email us at Shipple Dips show at gmail.com. All right. So um, Itchy Brain asks, uh, what, are some rela- what are some quarantine-related pickup lines to use on apps? Dating apps, I assume. Uh. Are you coronavirus? Because you got me short of breath. Sorry. Distasteful. You had that locked and loaded. Sorry. I just thought of it. I'm sorry. It was really good. I'm sorry. Pickup lines. I don't know. Okay. That's getting a block from me. Yeah, no, for sure. You should block. You should block instantly. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm really sorry. Uh, I mean, in in reality, you got to just like not do coronavirus stuff, right? 
<laughs> yeah, I think you yeah. can't you can't do well, coronavirus okay. bits. We're, yeah, I mean, we're in a world where you're looking for pickup lines. Are we talking about first lines on an app? Or are we talking about pickup lines? Because pickup lines are inherently cheesy, like what Kelly did. Well, yeah, I think pick the lines. pickup line. I think that's sort of what the pickup line is in the virtual realm, right? Like your first hey, are you, your I icebreaker. Don't, I don't think they're. I think an icebreaker and a pickup line are two they're different very things. Different. Because you could do an icebreaker to start a conversation with a person you weren't trying to sleep with. Mm-hmm. But a pickup line inherently, like theoretically, your goal, like you don't do a pickup line to start a relationship. No, you do it to yell at someone on the street. Yeah, if you want to yell at someone on the street or you think or you're at a bar and you think someone literally that night is going to go to your house. So a pickup line does like by definition is like a bad innuendo type joke. Like yeah, a sexy, it's, bad it's like joke. a jokey okay. type thing. It's like, are you, uh, hey, are you my impending sense of doom? Because you're all I think about. Wow. Oh, Kelly, you're really good <laughs> at that. that. I mean, that one is fucking fire. I engage on that. Um, cool. Yeah, I think I I think it's got to be hard on the apps right now. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the best thing that you can do from my POV, which is, you know, you can question its worth. But the best thing you could do on the apps is get off the apps. Okay. Like, you're on the app to the extent of, like, okay, this person doesn't seem like a serial killer. Let's meet in person and see if I was right. Mm-hmm. And that Versus second like, step is just not possible. Yes, exactly. So it's like it's just banter, which I, they really like banter on Too Hot to Handle. It's very oh, important. Oh god! But also, what they do but is not all, banter. But banter. But banter to me is so fucking because it's not based on real chemistry. No, right? Like it's it's all like it's being witty, but you don't really know. I don't know, man. I I don't know. Obviously, I've not mastered the apps in quarantine. I don't know what the way to to do it when you. When someone's a stranger. And there's a lot of cyber happening. Well, do you, is I there? guess maybe then I go to voice chat quickly. Like, yeah. I just don't, how, how is a text conversation really going to give you any, what goals are you going to achieve by having yeah. a text conversation over several months? I sex. mean, that's interesting. Cause I was thinking like, yeah, so you can do like the sexting yeah. or like set up like a video date and like get yeah. to know them better. Which I think is cute. It's cute, but so I think a voice conversation does sound like kind of that seems like a happy middle ground yeah. for me. Like I would rather just talk on the phone with a stranger right now. I think the the confusion or the my my question mark with the apps is we don't even have an end in sight for this. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there isn't like, oh, well we'll be able to meet, you know, in X amount of months. Like it truly is like well, yeah, but I mean, like we we've all had like relationships in some capacity or another with people we've never met before, right? Like that, right? So I mean, like mm-hmm. I, I think that there's there's some aspect of it uh, of dating ever where it's like you're just trying to have fun nights and have a good time and like make connections with people. And no, like, dog, I want to I want to have sex. That's the problem. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. I guess to me. <laughs> Then that's so, but then, and maybe it's my fault for like trying to limit it in my mind to apps. I don't know if apps was in the question because apps are geolocated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we're talking uh, about like, what's your best pickup line in the chat room? Okay. So then the dynamic is already, it's going to be online. But, and I think that here's the thing. I think that some people, so I'm not trying to judge anybody who is hustling the apps right now. 
some people like really like the part of a relationship where you text every day and you like send pictures, like cute selfies to each other and you talk about how your day was. Mm -hmm. So if you can get, you can get all that stuff. It's also a good time to work on your, uh, your reps in that regard, right? Just practice. Yeah, sure. Oh, sure, sure. Oh God. Said like someone in a relationship. This shit is not fun. Yeah. Also, like, you gonna also tell me you do hundred pushups every day? Oh hell no. Oh, I oh, do. I, I do hundred pushups every day. Yeah. No, thank you. And I just uh, send sexy messages to strangers every day. So yeah, we're in Even, it. This is your reps. Your ten thousand. That's my reps. That's my reps. Kelly's doing pushups. I'm. <laughs> You're harassing you, people online. I'm harassing you people online. You consider me a stranger? Yep. I'm like, hey, Patrick, you want to uh, you want to try to kill that fly with a shoelace tonight or what? <laughs> hey guys. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.